Hey, good morning, guys. Morning Minutes with James Lamplow, Mark Novak, and we've got a special guest on this morning, Mahan from Harcourts, New South Wales and ACT. Episode 234, we have Mark. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? Amazing. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Mark, how are you? Good legend. Blue skies, blue skies today. Blue skies. Mm. We had some rubbish weather at the uh, beginning of the week, so hopefully it's on the oh, other yeah. side now. Oh, yeah. It's been cold. Same with you uh, over in the city over there, Mahan? Yeah, man. It's been raining, and I keep forgetting my umbrella, so I've, I've stacked up on you know four new umbrellas this week, which is great. So. <laughs> I lost my umbrella at the auction. It never came back to me on the weekend. But um, anyway, guys, what I'd like to talk about this morning is uh, a little bit about the differences between independent groups, franchises. So um, Mark, owning an independent real estate agency for 18 or so years, and Mahan now, um, just to qualify for the audience, I'll let you do this yourself in a moment, um, CEO of Harcourts New South Wales and AACT, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. So what's, what's your role and how did you get there, man? So I, I kicked off with uh, Harcourts a uh, little close to seven years ago. And uh, my role at the time was to uh, open up their franchises. So um, predominantly meeting independent officers, other franchises and, and, you know, discussing our brand and everything else. And, and when I kicked off, we had about 18 offices um, and at our peak, we hit about 40 offices within five years. So that was significant growth. Yep. Um, about two years ago, I decided to buy into the brand itself. So, you know, I, I put my money where my mouth is as well and became a business owner in that respect and uh, bought into Harcourts. Um, and then and then this, the CEO at the time decided to leave. So... Uh, the opportunity came up, I uh, put my hand up, um, became the general manager for a year, just running the ship, um, yep. and then stepped into the CEO role. So that's a really, really summed out version of it. Wow. And uh, It's been a great journey, man. It's been, you know, a lot, lot of ups and downs and, and, and struggles and all these gray hairs weren't here initially <laughs> when I kicked off. <laughs> but here we are. It's, it's all good. Well, I think that's on the way for me. It's on the way. And listen, from from the franchise perspective, I, I think is it does it matter from people watching uh, as a as a consumer of real estate services, whether you're a buyer or a renter, it's is it less relevant or more relevant, or is it more for the principals and the staff members where that where a fran a good franchise can kick in? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, look, I, I think it, it certainly has an ecosystem around it, Mark. You know, um, from a consumer's perspective, their listing gets viewed across the world. Um, you know, if that matters to them or not, you know, more eyeballs on it, um, the, the better. Um, and as well as they get a level of service that is, um, you know, approved by a board, approved by uh, years and years of um, training and services. So they are going through a, a certain level of motion, a certain level of training that, you know, has gone through a lot of traps and everything else. Um, from a principal's perspective, obviously, it, it is important for them to be part of a network that's large or, or a, a smaller network as far as the franchise goes. Having that network, having those, um, you know, peers, 
uh, training services and everything else that comes with it. And from an agent perspective, what we're, what we're seeing at the moment is that people want to be part of the bigger picture. Um, so it gives them a level of confidence uh, when they're sitting in front of uh, their clients. So it does have a bit of an ecosystem around it. Um, but at, at the same time saying that, you know, uh, independent groups like yourself who've been around for a very long time, they've got that ecosystem. So it does come down to the individual ultimately when it, when it comes to a franchise, you know? Yeah, right. So and who, sorry, man. And, and when you look at franchises um, as, as, as a person in, that's selling French franchises, which are the brands out there in Australia that you go shit, they're, they're, they're weapons as franchise systems, like which are the ones you guys admire? Well, we try not to sort of look at that in, in that respect, we, we just try and improve ourselves consistently um, yep. I've always felt like if you're looking at your competition, you ultimately become oh, a copycat sorry. Yeah, yeah, good point. I meant as in non-real estate franchises. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like which are the ones that are doing a really good job in, in their environments? Yep. Uh, I would say you go your groups like Highlands. Uh, they yep. do really, really well. Uh, further south. Oh, sorry. Got... No, I, I asked no? the question really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, non-real non, non, non estate as in, um, you know, McDonald's and... Harvey ah, Normans and, and so those different industries. Which are the ones? Because you guys, like you guys, are, are are big in your business in the real estate business. But when you look when you look around and look at other franchise models, which franchise models in do you look around and go shit? They run a really good. Like for instance, me, I, I think McDonald's does a wonderful job. Um, what yeah. what do you look at and think? Fuck, they do a really good job. Um, there, there was a pool company recently we came across. Uh, Sorry to say, I totally forgot their name of them, but they tend to do a really good job as far as um, qualifying the individual that comes on board with them. Um, so they go through a really, really uh, comprehensive, uh, basically scrutinizing the individual's character, uh, their, their, their motivation, why they want to do it and everything else. I thought they were doing an excellent job. Obviously, McDonald's have got the franchise model down pat. You get the same burger anywhere in the world, which is incredible. Um, I, I, tend to, I tend to admire Jim's a, a little bit as well. Jim's mowing, Jim's, um, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah. Guy, the guy is incredible. Like, he just, yeah. he's so flexible. He's, and, and everything goes with the brand power. His name is the brand and he just attaches it to anything and it becomes successful. The guy has so many different franchises on, on there his belt, which is crazy. I love it. So there's Jim's Antennas, Jim's Mowing. <laughs> yeah, Jim's, Jim's Cafe now. Um, no. That's it, man. <laughs> He's pitching it. He's pitching it to everybody. It's incredible. It's really, really cool. Um, and yeah, I think he has something like 37 different franchises under Jim. No. That's it. I'll send you a photo of it later on. It's incredible. <laughs> Bathing, whatever you want. The, the, the beauty of it is that it's the brand and he just adds another line to it. It's Jim's whatever, you know. I'm surprised he hasn't gone into Jim's gym. You know, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. 
No, Jim's he's incredible, man. He's doing a great job. He's certainly ticking a lot of boxes. But um, you know, obviously you've got McDonald's and everything else uh, that's out there. Hungry Jacks. I, I don't, I don't really admire them to tell you the truth. Um, as far as the franchise goes, KFC's done well um throughout time as far as food industries go but you do tend to find a lot of uh older generation franchises that tend to fall short in rebuilding themselves um you know reshaping their branding and and evolving with time so a lot of them do fall short along the way but there are certainly some strong ones out there so money costs so money does so much money sorry yeah it's that's all right. So we were talking a little bit briefly about how Harcourt has gone through some rebranding. Um, and from the franchising perspective, how difficult or easy is it to pass things along that then flows through to all of the different franchise franchises within the business? Or is it something where the, the business owners still have a lot of power to negotiate what they do? Or do they all have to follow the exact same model within that franchise? Look, I think our franchise is quite flexible in a lot of ways, uh, especially when it comes to marketing. We obviously have a set brand that we need to follow. Um, and that's why you join a franchise that, sure. you, you know, you want that unified look. Um, how hard is it to roll out? It has its challenges. That's that's certainly um, a, a point to, to be made. But what we tend to do is uh, every state has a CEO. Every yep. state has its account managers and, and, and a team around them. So everything we do is ground level to and, and tailored to the state. So when it comes to brand refreshers and, and um, discussions like that with our business owners, we tend to catch up with them on our business owners meeting on a monthly basis, uh, have the marketing managers come and discuss it, what we're doing and, and what it's going to look like. Here's a manual. Here's where you get everything from and, and so forth. Obviously, there's always going to be some teething issues along the way with certain um, changes like that. But, you know, at least we have big teams to take care of those issues. Um, and a lot of our changes come off the back of uh, discussions with our business owners. So it, we, we don't have that mentality where like, hey, this is it. You got to do it. You know, it's been a, a collaboration um, like these refreshers uh, taken six months. It's a six month project for our marketing team to put together with the feedback of our, a lot of our business owners and they piloted and everything else. So, you know, it, it certainly is a collaboration when it comes to our business. And, and that is one thing that I truly love about Harcourts is that we're, we are a family. We look after each other and, and we certainly listen. Um, and we take, we really do care about um, our people's feedback when it comes yeah. to uh, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, as a master, I guess, is it master franchise? What is your biggest stress? What are the things that drive you crazy every day? What are the hardest points um, of being a master franchise? Uh, we, we don't have a master franchise. Uh, oh. So we're, we're, all, we're all franchised. Um, yeah. The head office is designed to service our people. So okay. uh, our role is predominantly like my role uh, with my BDM is to uh, do quarterly business plans with every single business owner we have. Um, yep. And off the back of that, we are, we identify areas that they want to focus on um, and develop training and services on that. So every single business we have has a tailored made business plan for it, um, which, which is quite comprehensive. And, you know, that that's, that's part of the service. 
So what's your hardest point? Hardest? What's your? What would be the number one, two, and three hardest things to do in your business? Uh, I think I think recruitment's always one. Um, you know, uh, attracting good people to our business uh, from a leadership as well as sales agents. You know, uh, ultimately ultimately when you give a flag to somebody to carry for you within a territory uh that is your branding you know if if say mahan took on a franchise and it failed it's harcourts that failed not uh mahan but you know know, on the flip side is if it succeeds it's mahan that succeeded so you got to be very careful who you introduce into your network that's that's a massive challenge uh, and you really don't know people until they come on board ultimately. So we, we try our best to obviously have that filter to make sure we have the right characters. The, the other side, the other things is uh, obviously uh, keeping up all of our technology for our people, making sure that they have the right level of training, the right level of support. What is that? What does that look like? So we're always evolving and, and getting people's feedback um, in, in those spaces. So and yeah, growth, man. Growth is very challenging a lot of the times, uh, especially when you're going through a pandemic. But you know, you just go keep hustling, as I always say. Yeah. What mm, about from your perspective there, Mark? Where you've obviously run and owned Novak Properties for 18 years, and you started it from the ground, and now we've got an agency with 50 members of staff or more. Um, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you as the principal and director from day one? Staff. Staff. Yeah, yeah, I think staff. Staffs are staffs are probably um, the hardest thing. In, and 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 I think anyone, any, any friends, family that I'm talking to in business, um, it's it's common. That that's that's probably you know the hardest thing for us. And um, I think when when we realised that we we got better at staff training, um, and uh, and we became more of a university. Number one. And then number two, a real estate agency. So we're a university of real estate agency services. Um, and then number two, we're a real estate agency. That's when our, that's when the business really started firing along. Um, probably yeah. at that four five <clears throat> year point when that you know we took training really really seriously and, um, yeah. and yeah got you know created great great um, help create with those people brilliant agents. Yeah, yeah it's interesting you say that, Mark, because. From my experience, uh, when it comes to recruiting, there's only really three reasons why anybody leaves an environment. And and the first one is they butt heads with the principal or the principal's taken some of the listings or whatever you know the scenario is. Um, the second reason is training and development. It's so crucial for any environment uh, to have that down pat. So if Mahan joins your um, business, hey, this is the next two years. This is what it's going to look like for you. Um, these are the training facilities you have available. And the third thing is, and, and one of the most uh, funniest one is recognition. Um, recognition is so important when it comes to sales agents, property managers, anybody in your business. Recognition is so important. A pat on the back is worth so much to them. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we do a quarterly uh, awards as opposed to an annual one. So every quarter we get together at Dalton House. That's cool. Yeah, it is, man. And and the, the thing with it is that 
it really helps our business owners grow because say Mahan, I always use myself as an example, say Mahan joins your business and I'm at a bronze level sales agent, all of a sudden yeah. I'm seeing all the silver agents going up and gold and platinum and then top 10. And I'm like, how do I get there? What do I got to do to get to that level? And from that point, when you get to top 10 and you're number one in the state, then you go number one nationally. Then you go number one internationally. So your roof is always growing. And every quarter, you've got that facility available for you. So again, that ecosystem of training, development, uh, you know, what's my next step? What's my next step? And you're continuously going up. That's, that's the benefit of being in a franchise, you know. But those are the three key reasons why I've noticed anybody ever leaves an environment, in my experience. Sick. So yeah. in, in Nugget, uh, so out of today, so guys, if you've just tuned in, what we're talking about is is the uh, in franchises, out of franchises. Uh, Mahan's in uh, the CEO of the New South Wales and, and Queensland franchise. No, ACT. ACT franchise. And, uh, mate, thank you so much for your time. That's no been uh, uh, That's been really cool just to run through that stuff. James, any question before we roll out? Um, I've probably got a ton for him afterwards. You've had um, some cracker ones. Yeah, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm just intrigued by um, the scale and the enormity of it. And the, again, we've, t- we've covered the challenges and some of the things that you go through um, being the CEO of the, of the Harcourts, but more just wanting to know about monitoring and how staff, how you actually put that onto paper with the development of staff and things like that. Um, that was unbelievable about quarterly um, awards and I can see why that would work so well. A little bit difficult yeah. in the last, last 12 to nine months, nine to 12 months with yeah. everything happening. What did you do for that? What did you do Zoom sort of? Uh, yeah, we did. We, no, no, not at all. No way. That's, that's, a, that's a key point of our culture is, is recognition. Uh, we took it all on Zoom. So, uh, you know, we had this beautiful blue screen and uh, it looked like the awards. It looked like the Oscars. And, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's face came up. Uh, the winner's face came up next to them. It's, you know, it was done really, really professionally and, and really, really nice. I actually quite liked it. Um, yeah. and, and the recognition's got to be there, man. It's the most important thing. It's like we, we work so hard um, and, 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 and to get recognized on those sort of platforms is crucial yeah. for our people. So, no, there's no way we're going to get rid of that. Um, and... And, you know, like, remember, every business has its business plan that gets reviewed every quarterly. Um, and uh, we touch base with them on a monthly basis. All their sales agents have the same business plan. So they know exactly where they're going, how they're going to get there and what level of training they're going to need as well. Yep. So, you know, that's another level to that service. But yep. one size does not fit all. So we got to really know our people. We got to really understand where they want to be and how they want to get there. Some people want to be that $6 million office. Some people just want to be a local mom and dad office. But let's just be the best mom and dad office we, we can be, you know, um, yeah. and, and, and help you get where you want to be. So we're flexible in that sense. Yeah. All right. So to get a hard- Sorry, to get a hardcore franchise, do you need, if you said the mum and dad, you know, getting into business, do, do the operators need to be in business already for a couple of years or you can or you can step into a hardcore, you know, if you have the vision? Look, I, I think I'd take on two, I'd take on people uh, if they have the right attitude, 
However, they do need to have some, uh, at least a year or two years experience in real estate, even if they were uh, agents and they're looking to take that next step and as a startup, I'm happy to work with them um, and support them and everything else. But obviously, uh, you know, we prefer somebody that has been in business that know that the outgoing, there's so many expenses that come, come along with owning a business, you know? So, yeah. How much I'm does it cost to open board. an agency? And how much does it cost? Oh, yeah, like if someone wants to start a real estate agency and make and also have it as an as a hard course, what sort of money would they looking be looking at spending? Look, as far as hard courts go as a brand, we don't charge people upfront money. There's an application fee, which is next to nothing, um, that you know obviously goes through and we scrutinise the individual, um, but. I don't believe in charging people an upfront fee to take on your brand. I'd rather you use that money to buy a rent roll or uh, just have cash flow into your business. You know, I, I want to ensure that you're a successful business. The shop fit out, um, you know, we, we have a standard, obviously, with the look and feel and the colors that go along with that. Um, some I've seen some people spend 50 grand on a shop fit out. I've seen some people spend 200 grand, but there's no real measure with us in, in that respect. I'd rather you use that money to um, cash flow yourself in the first 12 months uh, because ultimately we want to get you profitable as soon as possible. Yeah. And how much would an average real estate um, office earn or, a, uh, you know, if, if you had like a Harcourt's franchise and you just started and you'd been in business a couple of years? Mm. You know, because I, th- I think a lot of people, you know, want to have their own real estate business and sort of think, oh, I wonder how much is in it. You know, do agents do well? You sort of, you know, doctors, what they, you know, electricians, plumbers, but what is it? What does an average agency earn in, across New South Wales? Um, look, it, it varies from different areas and different experiences. I mean, we, we, we put on, um, say, Mark Sala down in Greenacre. Um, within within a year, he was writing a million dollar GCI, um, uh, and and quite profitable in that respect. And then you've got other businesses that we've put on uh, that want to focus on property management first. So it, it does vary, um, and that's that's the flexibility within our network is that we sit down with you and do that business plan. We identify where you want to be. And, and we guide you through that and, and help you with the training and facilities along the way. But that business plan is crucial to understand what your motivation is and, and how we're going to make you successful year on year. So, yeah, look, it, it changes, man. It, it's, it's very different um, location by location. So, yeah, can't give it like an average around it. Yeah. All yeah. right, last question from me, light one, the ties. The ties. Gotta have it, man. Look at this. It's gotta, gotta have, have it. On it. Who brought it in? How long's yeah. that been going for? <laughs> Can I tell you a little story <laughs> about it? Just I know, I know we've gone over time a little bit, but I was sitting at uh, one of uh, a cafe uh, waiting for one of my business owners to get uh, come along, and we were just catching up for a quick cup of coffee. And I'm sitting there, I just minding my own business, not talking to anyone on my phone. I literally had three different people come up to me and ask me what the market's like. And no word of a lie. This is one of my favorite stories to tell people. And, and, I, and by the third one, I, I just said, hey, have I got agent written on my forehead or something? Like, I don't understand. What, why are you asking me this, this question? And, and he said, oh, you're tired. You're hardcore. You're hardcore. You're tired. 
And and I was like, wow, that's Brand Powell right there. That's incredible. Three people sitting at Starbucks in St. Mary's waiting for my business owners to get to me. And three people just come up to me asking me about property. That's incredible. I can't see your tie. You can't. Man, nah. Oh, yeah. hey, the blue and red. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we're proud so to wear it, But it's true, eh? Hey? Like, I, even I think in business, like having that tie and I think looking pref- professional, um, I think brand identity is great on top of that. But um, yeah, it's nice that people, but you know, you look like a real estate agent rather than a rock star. And um, do you know what I mean? And then people, yeah. people identify with that, support that, ask you that question. And for all yeah. you know, you could have picked up a listing. You don't know. Or, or you just, um, you know, you met three new people that might have other listings or someone that might have a listing. So you just don't know. It has yeah. a ripple effect around it. Remember Century 21, they used to have the mustard jackets. Yep. Do you remember that? Massive. That, that, Massive. You walk around with that, people know you're an agent. It's yeah. brand power. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, we encourage it. We obviously say, look, agents should wear it and whatnot. Definitely at corporate events. Um, but, you know, we, we don't enforce it. At the same time, it, it's only going to do you good. People knowing that you, you, you represent Harcourts. So, it's great. Yeah. I'm a big believer of the old tie, but thank you to that today for your time. My pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me. From there was some good insights there, James. Always love James's questions. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I love it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, boys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, see you, mate. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful day. Bye bye.